Welcome back to Burning Metal. This is your host and Forge Master, Gene Metal. We're back in this recording for your entertainment, people. We're here. We're going to be talking about the mediums we pretty much all consume. Video games, movies, animation, comic books, manga, all of it. We're going to cover importance, everything you need to know, the facts, the opinions. Dude, this Forge is going to be so metal. You just can't wait for it. Time to start the Forge. Okay, guys. Now that we're officially starting this Forge, now we're here. We're ready. Let's get this done. Okay? Now, what we're going to be talking about is, in fact, video games comic books and manga, animation, and live-action movies or TV shows. Now, we're going to be talking about them in stances of how they work, how they don't work, importance, everything. Video games is going to be our first one. Video games is something that's very active for the mind and hands. You can develop hand-eye coordination playing video games, I know it's not a very popular thing to say video games are good for people. It develops certain skill traits that you could use in the future. You're consistently in the games. You know, your mind's working there. You feel like you're in the story at most. You're actively making choices for the story that's being told. I think that's one of the beautiful things about video games. You're in it. You're about it. You're the character. You're making those choices. Now, let's get down to comic books and manga. Now, I'm putting these two together because they're essentially the same thing, but they have a little bit of traditional stances that are different. Comic books, as I said in my first ever podcast, was uh, made in uh, around 1930s, I would say. And those comics have a different history and tradition than manga do. And I'll get more into the differences later, but their formats are pre- are very similar. I wouldn't say the same, but very, very similar. And they achieve the same goal to a certain degree. And I really do like both of these things very, very much. Now, let's get into live action. Live action is real people playing roles on TV shows, on movies. It's everywhere, right? We see TV shows all the time. We look at these shows because they're just so cool to see regular people doing amazing things. And when we watch these shows, we think, oh, maybe we can do it too. You know, live action is very much a connection to the human experience, more so than anything else. It's more so the fact that maybe I can do that too. Also, live action is probably the most prominent form of all these medias besides video games live action is what we watch movies it's what the avengers have made a billion dollars on who knows how much money they've actually made officially but yeah avengers superhero movies live action the new disney movies of old cartoon movies live action and they're making great amount of money but so live action is going towards the future but will it always work and we'll get into that later on Next, we're going to talk about animation. Animation is what we call a fever dream. A fever dream of joy, of sorrow, of sadness. Depending on what the animation is trying to tell you, you will get it. There are some crazy animation, like watch the original Alice in Wonderland. You will feel like you don't know what's going on. 
it's an epic journey of just craziness, right? Listen, animation is this creative idea that no matter what you want, it comes to pass. It just happens. No limitations, nothing. The only limitation is how much do you want to put down yourself and what can you do? These four main ingredients of The Forge will be today's lesson on what is better, what isn't better. We're going to deep dive into these topics a little more as the show goes on, but these topics are very, very intriguing, especially for the future that we do not know exactly about because of COVID-19. Let's cool the blade. Now, now for this burn that we're going to be doing right now, right? In this great forge, every piece has to matter to the forge master, right? And to me, I've liked every piece that we have talked about today. My number one video game in all time, it is Kingdom Hearts 2. That game gave me so much joy, pleasure, frustration, frustration, frustration one more time, because after beating Sephiroth, the first time with no issue or trouble, you can't beat this man for two more weeks, and then you start wondering, where did I go wrong the second time, the third time, the fourth time? Hey, after the 20th time, you start wondering, do I want to keep on playing this game? The answer for me was, yes, I beat him eventually. It was crazy. And and even got to the point where the remix version came out. And hey, it got way more irritating. The lingering will beat you down with one move. You had no hope. You got hit once, you were pretty much dead. The second hit put you down like a dog. The lingering will just beat you down senseless. And the whole point of that boss battle was to test if you actually mastered the skills required throughout the entire game in one boss battle. It was ingenious. I think, like, the lingering one was just a killer boss. I beat him once only, sadly. But I beat Sephiroth at least like eight different times when I beat the game. But lingering well, only one time. And, I th- and it was just under the second hardest setting. Now I'm going to get into my manga. This generally would be the manga and comic book, but I already talked about my favorite comic book that I started getting into. It was Infinite Crisis. So now I'm going to talk about my manga that really got me into reading long-form manga. And that is Hitman Reborn. Hitman Reborn is this weird mix of the mob in Italy, mixed in with Japanese culture, mixed in with time travel. It was crazy. I think it was by close to 400 chapters. I might be undershooting on how much chapters they had. Like, the story was wonderful. The characters were wonderful. Main character grew and then stopped growing. Like, the fight, the character development, the design on those characters. The designs were metal. They were so metal. It was great. (laughs) Like, Hitman Reborn... Bao Nun is the best of the best manga shown in reading I've ever done in my life. 
If you ever want to read that, it is there to consume. People need to read that manga. Now for the third part of these, of this four-parter of what I've gotten into and why I got into them. Now, growing up, I've always loved movies, right? And thinking about your first movie you've ever watched is very, very difficult. But I am here to just shout out my favorite movie of all time. And that movie is Troy. I'm bringing this up now because in the future of this, in the future of this podcast, I'm going to talk about why live action movies are great and its pros and cons using this one movie. But this movie being my favorite of all time, Brad Pitt was great in it. Orlando Bloom was a great coward character who grew, who grew up in the movie. There were just a bunch of great actors in there. It was a great movie overall. So watch that movie. That movie is just it's stunning. Like the cinematography, some of the fight scenes, you know, the acting. The acting in that movie was primarily the best part of that whole film. Now for animation. I'm counting cartoons, anime, anything that was done to draw by hand or anything that looked like it was drawn by hand. And I'm going to have to say the one that impacted me the most was Dragon Ball Z. And for this example is why I'm picking for my future examples because Dragon Ball Z is so ridiculously weird but amazing at the same time. This shows why animation is a great craft. And it also shows the difficulties of adapting something like a Dragon Ball Z for future for future uses outside of its anime slash manga usage. These four pieces of media are great forge material for for the sword we're making right now. Right? We're just almost there. So you know what? We're gonna get why these pieces matter. Time to grind. Okay, guys, now we're grinding up these opinions, guys. This is straight opinions. So if you are offended by opinions, I hope you're not. But these are straight opinions. Okay, let's go down the list. Number one, animation's my top favorite off the jump. So let's, let's talk about why. Okay, animation allows you to do some crazy things. The idea of Dragon Ball Z is over-the-top fighting and yelling on great combat sequences, right? Goku was yelling for five straight minutes on transformation as he was destroying a city, shaking the world. The whole thing was just all over the place, right? They showed you inner selves, uh, backgrounds changing consistently. It was it was a great visual spectacle on what Dragon Ball Z can show. Dragon Ball Z has so many spectacles to show you visually, and it did something that is just amazing, right? Animation has so much going for it that when you talk about the cons, it is very annoying, right? When you do an animation and there is a source material, a lot of times what happens from the manga into a Dragon Ball Z episode, it does change a little bit, right? And when you read compared to watch, watching is something totally different, right? And it is something that is uniquely to that experience. Animation. Anime. 
has its own experience. It tells the story in a different way. And I think that's important to keep when you are animating. Now, is it, can you change parts from the manga? I think you can. And the same thing when you do a comic book into an animation show. You can change parts of it, of major stories. I will have to say, the one ultra mega non metal problem of animation is the fans are picky about what animation you're doing, right? Animation styles are so unique and so important to stories is that when you make a sequel show or when you re when you redo a show to make it look better for the newer times, it kinda loses its luster, right? The original animation will always and forever be the number one thing for the show as long as it fits. And that's an important factor to these shows as well. You can't change animation all the time or you lose some of the juice that brought people into the show. Okay, guys, let's go to the number two, comic books and manga. Now, a big thing about comic books and manga is they're very similar, like I said in the beginning. But they have, they go on diverging paths eventually. So if we talk about comic books, I think we all understand what a basic comic book is. Panels, superheroes, you know, left to right reading, just in general, all of it. Colored, everything. Now a manga is a little bit different because it's generally black and white. There are colored ones, but the general manga is black and white. And you read right to left on the panels. So that's a whole experience that you have to experience for yourself. Because when I did it, it was confusing at first. Reading a story like that was very confusing. It was just crazy, right? Some of the uh, pros is there's no limited environment you can draw, right? You could draw your characters doing anything, anywhere, anywhere, right? You could draw your character somewhere. You're not normally drawing a character in for a movie or even animation. Animation will try to get it right, but not always, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen some scenes where, like, even in the manga, they do, like, two-page spread. Bam! Two-page spread of an epic thing, and then when the anime does it, it feels a little lackluster. Like, in a manga comic book, every important moment is highlighted in an important moment. In an animation, you may have lack of quality in some of those moments, right? Not everything is important in an animation. You're just building up to what is important to everyone at all times. Where in a manga and comic book, every important moment is important no matter what happens. Every line, everything is said, it is necessary to the story absolutely. Everything is important. Nothing is just there for filler, right? No one just wants to read something that just doesn't have to be there. And I think that's a crazy part. For everything else, they, they just have stuff just to be there sometimes. Uh, if they're doing it well, movies, animation, and video games, that's not always the case. But more or less, that is the case for the other mediums. You know what I'm saying? I think the downside to comic books and manga is they can just end at any moment. And you just have to accept they're gone. They're not going to get done. If the, if the author is on some hiatus for manga and he may not come back, it's just one of those things where it's just, you can't beat it. You're not going to beat it. So just hope you find something better. 
Now let's get down to that third part of the list. It is live action movies and TV shows. So as I said in the beginning, I'll talk about Troy. Troy, being my favorite movie of all time, is pretty much (laughs) one of the greatest things of all time. And I just think there's a lot of benefit to it. The acting is great. People who move around in it, it, it feels real, right? It feels like a real thing that is happening and could happen if you live in that time period, right? It frames the world in a way that you can understand it. That naturally happened. And Troy being semi-historical, semi-mythology, you see what it could have been. And with that, I really do like how live action does give you that sense of belonging. Not just Troy, but in John Wick, I know I'm not that athletic. I know I'm not that trained. I know I can't handle a gun like John Wick. But if I practice, maybe I can. An even funnier thing is Fast and the Furious. All the things they do up until, like, I want to say the fifth movie, you felt like could happen. But it's not true. So if you're a kid listening to this, none of that is true, okay? None of that can actually be done. But it gives you the sense that it could happen. And I think that's one of the beauties of what a live-action movie does or a TV show. You know, it gives you the sense that it could be done. And to a certain degree... It is possible. It's just the risk is so high that a regular person won't have that much luck to get it done or skill to get it done. Overall, I think live action is really just meant for people to feel like there's a perspective that they can relate to. That this action movie, though fake, could feel somewhat real, logistically, right? And I think that's a big draw of live action, no matter what kind of movie or action it is. Now, the drawbacks of a live-action movie or TV show, real-life stuff, right, is that it's real life. You have less imagination, right? Less imagination to do what you have. You can't pull off a Dragon Ball C yelling, fight scene, and the type of acting necessary, because in real life, it looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous to see grown people do that in real life. Costumes. Designing does not look natural in real life than it would a comic book, a movie, or even a video game. Because the aesthetics are made for those mediums. And in real life, live action is meant for live action. It's meant for our eyes to feel like we could be physically there right now. I think that's the best and worst part of live action, is that it's real. And when it's not super real, we tend to dislike what's in front of us. Oh, we have to call it ridiculous. Uh, another one that is more or less, I want to say, not a, it's a downside, but not a downside. So the upside of this is actors as well. An actor could embody the world so well that when you go up to him, it felt like you met the character you're supposed to meet. But in the same sense, not all productions are perfect, and not every actor is a great actor. Or if he is, he might have drawbacks in his personality, right? And what happens when you have to recast that actor? Then it takes away from the realism of what you're supposed to be thinking is somewhat realistic. Live action is primarily supposed to be realistic overall. Now let's get to the last one. It's not my least favorite because I dislike it. It's my least favorite because I do it the least amount of time. It's video games. Video games 
are a medium that is very creative, very bright. You are in the experience yourself. It's not like live action, but you are in it yourself now. You are physically doing what is necessary for the story. In the story you're doing, you're doing the actions. So if you're playing a game like Call of Duty, you're fighting for your side to win actively, like a sport almost. Esports is a thing because that's what it's about. So video games is more of a sport than anything else. When you're playing an adventure game, you're the character. When you're playing a sports game, you're the player. When you're playing a shooting game, you're the guy shooting the gun. When you're playing Grand Theft Auto, you're the guy doing whatever you're doing in Grand Theft Auto. That's the point of video games. You are now in that world. You are making the choices. You are the character. Bam. No longer is that the point. What you do end up losing, though, because you are the character. For video games, I'm able to get myself out of the character's shoes. Because I enjoy a third-person perspective. But I have met many people who cannot detach themselves from their actions. Actions they have taken to any game they've done. They have literally been more responsible in a video game than in real life because the consequences of those actions are more important. Great on them, but the video game, you're not winning the game at all. That's the kind of the issue. Also in a video game, it's really hard to make changes once you're going down one direction. There is no flexibility, nothing of that. If you're going down one route, you have to go down that route now. Because you have spent way too much money to do anything else other than the route you were planning to go down. Right? And you can't be mad at the people doing it. Even if the fans don't like it anymore, you have to go down the route because it's the only way you can go now. Or you have to re-scrap it, scrap the whole thing, and keep it going. A new route. But you cannot, it's harder to change than it is anywhere else in here. Okay, guys. So we got all four materials set out. We know ups, downs, just my opinions, of course. So if you have other opinions, let me know. Go to my social medias and tell me if you have other opinions. But on to the next part. Let's test the fires. Now let's get into the facts about these four different industries and how they connect. They connect very well, right? All these four industries are there, they're connected, but they're separate on the same time, right? So let's start off with video games. Video games, though I said a bunch of, mm, bunch of negative things about video games, they do make the most money. In fact, video games make, made $120 billion altogether. So we're talking about consoles, PCs, phone games. On just digital sales, so we're not including, we're not including any physical copies or anything like that. No, no, no. We are talking straight up phone internet purchases, right? That's what we're talking about here. And they made a hundred and twenty billion dollars. Now to put that into perspective, right? We are gonna add up the digital sales of movies and in the movie industry they only made 41 billion right that's insane hollywood movies they, they only made 41 billion in comparison to 120 
billion. And we didn't add up both those numbers. Of course, those numbers will both increase, but that would just mean video games would be up even higher than movies, right? And it's insane. That's an insane number. Video games are king in the industry where the internet is so powerful that we do everything on it. Video games is also a tough business where uh, studios are not always the most humane. And that is another portion of their finances. These guys work hours on hours. like they, They're working like 40, 50 hours a week. Yeah, they're working beyond like legal limits of hours. So we see video games and this is blood sweat and tears of like a lot of programmers and engine <laughs> engineers right this is insane on what video games are doing and they're making so much money with it with so little labor actually getting paid what they're worth now for this section i've been putting comic books and manga together but i'm going to put together animation anime and manga and animation and comics together because Animation and comics are more in tune with one another than they do with manga and anime. One of the major reasons why they're more in tune with one another is because both are subsets of each other. They're both used for the same idea that they originally were meant to, was to see which ideas would work for a live-action movie of these caliber, or maybe an animated movie. But very rarely an animated movie because the appeal in America does not come from an animated film from a superhero in comparison to live action because more people want to feel like it's real. In comparison to manga and anime, whereas the country of Japan views manga and anime as a national source, and that is an important factor of anything manga or anime related. The government of Japan views those as important national economic sources, right? Export, import goods. So manga just is selling rampant. Like they sold, like One Piece is sold 450 million books. We're talking from volume one to whatever volume they're on currently right now. I think it's 94. Plus a, bu- a bunch of plush toys and video games and a bunch of other things that come along with it. But the government supports those things. Whereas the American government looks at it. The American government does not care about comics as a national export to help our country better ourselves. That's the major difference. So... Comparing sales and everything would be ridiculous to even consider because Japan does support anime and manga with tax money. And its success does increase Japan's tourism, their national economy. So it's a whole different ballgame. Okay, and for the final one here is live action. Guys, live action. It is something to be beholden on. Because look at the Avengers film. I believe they said their a budget was about a billion or so, maybe a little more, between making Infinity War and Endgame. Hey, that costs a lot of money. Actors got paid. CGI people had to get paid. A lot of people had to get paid there. 
I couldn't imagine trying to make something like that now. Right? A billion dollars between two movies? That's insane. So they really have to be on point with what they're doing here, right? They have to know who they're targeting. And it's really hard for them to make a change in movies for that reason. Because they are spending so much money, they have to know that people are going to come out and watch these movies. Marvel has to know. DC has to know. So when people say, why can't movies take the risk? It's because of the money. Because at that point, you could easily say no one likes superhero movies if you just looked at the Harley Quinn movie sales in comparison to no one, actually, because Harley Quinn did very badly as well. But ultimately, the movie business is about guarantees. Live action and movies are guarantees that people will come and watch. Live action is as secure as you're going to get. And the moment you don't go secure with live action or live action anything, and you and you try to take the gamble, it is one of the most dangerous gambles because it could lose all your credibility in your industry. Forger's last stand. Okay, guys, let's bring it together and be metal about it, guys, okay? Let's do it. So... Each medium has its own methodology, correct? Money, inspiration, whatever. It has its own methodology. In video games, video games are very much more meant for people to be involved, deep entrenched. Essentially, your mind's on the game and nothing else. It's competitive. It's a sport. That is what a video game is meant to be. That's why esports does exist. And I think that's another amazing feature of video games and it gives you a different outlook on an event if you're competing other than just being a third person watcher now let's get the comics and manga now the weird part is i had them grouped together in the beginning right and then towards the last part i separated them when it came to facts and cells and so on and so forth only because of the support manga and anime get by the government itself that they defend those industries as a public good for their country, comparison to what comics and anything else that's entertainment-wise in America, three left up to corporations to try to prove they could be good. And for live-action movies, it's essentially, we want to believe we are that person right now, like actually physically there, right? And it's an amazing feeling when we see that, when we can believe we can be Achilles, cutting down his enemies, or John Wick being that good at what he does, right? Or being as good at sports if we watch a movie about baseball or basketball, right? We live vicariously through these characters in a real sense. That's why we care if it's realistic or not on live action more so than any other medium. Because there's a person there, but the person has to be realistic for us to believe he is. Worthy enough for us to admire to, in comparison to all the other ones. Final burn. Okay, guys, we've talked about these four great industries. We talked about how they're good, how they're bad, my opinions on them, and the facts that we do know about them for sure, right? But what can we really say about these industries? is that they are meant for creative people. And in creativity, 
those industries will always last and thrive. Video games. Video games are meant to enthrall you into the game itself, have you playing it for five to six hours, eight hours, all day, right? You're just in it, trying to survive in it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a passionate thing. And you can make money off that too in other ways like esports. That's how much video games are growing. The comic book industry is just reforming right now. They're becoming something new, something we haven't seen before, and I think that's exciting. In a way, we just haven't really seen what it's going to become. We can see it as a positive or negative, but I think the comic book industry will come around to being more on digital, mainstream, internet stuff. And the physical stuff will be even better than before, right? I mean, we can love it both ways. Manga and anime are safe. They're protected because they make money for the country and they protect the creators, which allows them to be as free in their storytelling as they possibly want. It's an amazing storytelling style. And they are supported. Animation, being my favorite, is probably one of the best. Because it's anime, because it's cartoons, because there's a lot of other things. There are some hybrid cartoon anime out there. Avatar Last Airbender, Samurai Jack, Shaolin Showdown. There are just a bunch of good classic cartoons out there that does borrow from anime in aspects. And I think that's a beautiful thing to have. Ultimately, this whole message is about what kind of creative forms and what do they do for the person who consumes them, right? Not every creative form is meant for everyone. Some people like the immersiveness of video games more than anything else. Some people like the craziness of animation. Some people like the unpredictability of comics and manga. Some people just love seeing realism in something that they know is also fake in live action movies and, and shows, right? That's an amazing thing to have nowadays. I think we are in a great time as consumers. Let's not take this for granted now. People are realizing that nerd culture is important. <laughs> I just said video games, movies, live action superhero movies. TV shows, how many haven't we seen on TV and thriving and in people trying to manipulate them into being something they're not, right? That's a sign that they respect the craft but want to manipulate it so they can win the same race. But as nerds, we understand what we like and don't like. We are blessed to have everything we have. There's some bad stuff, there's some good stuff, but we are there. And in Burning Metal, G-Metal does appreciate all of the nerd culture that is being displayed. It is a great time to be a nerd, guys. Don't let any negative thing ever take that away from this moment in life. They want to be us, the nerds. Guys, I appreciate everyone who listens to the Burning Metal podcast. This is G-Metal. I would like to ask anyone who does like this, support, go to all the social medias, tell me what you like and don't like. Right? I want to hear from you guys to see what you guys want to hear from me, what you guys think I can do better, and guys, just have some fun, be yourself, be metal, all the time.